1: I will will share with you my one Rage
0: Quit story. I'm a robot and I don't have a soul across well now 8
1: This is gonna be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up.
0: Welcome back Rage Nation, we are at it again. We got myself, Pete, and we have with us the battle ogre, Chris Leopard, or Leopard, as they kept calling him in the, uh, in the airport. One person
1: got it right and she was a foreigner, so it worked fine.
0: And then also on to share with us some of the uh, Las Vegas Open tales of the tape is Mr. Nick Westbrook. So, Nick, welcome back on.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, glad and it, it,
0: was, it was funny, though, Nick. I mean, we, so we were obviously at Captain Con, and we were talking with a handful of people. And, it, I mean, it never fails. The Texas meta always comes up in conversation. So a little sad that none of you boys could make it up, but glad you guys got to go, or at least you got to go to Las Vegas Open.
2: Absolutely, yeah. We're uh, we actually are all heavily eyeballing it for next year to make it as part of the the kind of route that we're we're planning on attending, uh, adding Adepticon and uh, uh, Nova. Now that USFT is up and running, so
0: yeah, and we'll definitely talk about that because this episode we're going to focus more on the two tournaments that uh went on this last couple weeks we obviously had lvo and then captain con both events were super fun so we're going to talk about them get a little bit into the faux tour uh just kind of explain for people that don't know what that is and just kind of how it's gonna um, crescendo if you will but before we get into all that conversation make sure that you guys are checking us out on twitter uh looking at us on youtube uh, instagram and then you can support us directly at patreon.com slash for as little as a dollar and we're getting geared back up. We have been the last few weeks a little slow with content. That's mainly just because we were gearing up for the con, and now that we got that kind of out of the way, uh, we got a lot of material coming out. Just because a lot of just a lot of interesting things happen happen in cons that give you idea for ideas for content. So always good to go to those things just to reinvigorate the Malifaux spirit, which is definitely what it did. So getting into all of this we'll definitely start with the las vegas open and people that haven't been to lvo i haven't um definitely on my radar to go to if if not next year very soon it it's always a good gaming tabletop con uh i i always like the look of it because it just it has good tournament scenes it's just a good tournament con so if you're more of a i want to go you know test my metal in this uh competitive atmosphere it's a definitely a good place to go it's not as much of the uh you know some of the cons you can get into like board games and it's a little more like hey let's do some rpgs and stuff like that I mean LBO is pretty heavy tabletop just we're gonna do competitive gaming obviously you have some of the other stuff too but um Nick you ended up going was there only the one Malifaux tournament there or did you do the Uh, casual one too
2: I, we did the casual one on uh, Friday as well. There was a uh, a team tournament. I got paired with uh, a rando. Guy was awesome, by the way. Uh, newer player and got a lot of experience with his uh, master in preparation for the two-day event. Um, and then we did the Enforcer. Uh, or not Enforcer. It's uh, Steam Powered's version of the uh, Henchman Hardcore Enforcer Brawl yeah. with the uh, upgrade cards. But yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And I I was telling Chris, because we actually we did the content creator thing, which we'll talk about when we get to that. But I actually think having some kind of small event on Friday or something where, you know, a little less, you know, going on with it. It's not as big and, you know, uh, maybe intimidating as the main tournament. I don't know about you guys, but that kind of helped kick the dust off for me as far as the weekend. Like I made some stupid mistakes on Friday. Uh, but Saturday and Sunday, I definitely felt a lot better.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also, it really, like you said, it knocks the dust off of your own skill set, but also introduces you to some of the players that you're going to be spending two days with on a on a yeah. highly competitive event. So it's really breaks the ice and, and gets down to the brass tacks and lets, lets you really uh, prepare for the coming up uh, uh, two-day event. Yeah. And I mean, so looking at, I know obviously it was probably not
0: quite a full blown LVO um, turn or event. Have you been to LVO non COVID year? I guess.
2: Yeah. I attended uh, uh, right at the M3. Uh, I guess it was right after the beta dropped uh, and went to full release. There was uh, March of 2020, right before COVID. Uh, or no january of 2020 uh, and i got to attend that we had 18 players uh mostly which were kind of beta testers that were familiar with 3e in the rule set so uh this was uh, a little bit larger i think we had 22 players that that that's attended pretty, that's pretty today. good yeah it was good, it was more, good time. more
1: attendees in COVID. that's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean
0: but as far as the general lvo was it about the same amount of people or was it a little smaller than normal
2: You know, that's hard to to assess because uh, the previous year it was at Bally's, which was a much smaller venue. And this year it was at the Rio where they do the World Series of Poker. And if you've ever been there, there is convention space galore. And they had the entire convention space. Uh, We had almost our own room. We shared it with uh, uh, some off spec Warhammer games that were in the room. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just, it was huge. The ton of people were there for sure. And I couldn't compare one to the other, but, uh, definitely there was a huge presence there for, for gaming.
0: Yeah. If, I mean, if they're upgrading, that definitely says a lot to, I mean, growth in the general con, I mean, at least, so that that's awesome. Always good to upsize and not downsize venue. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? So what did you end up, um, with the actual 50 stone tournament, um, I mean, what'd you end up bringing Nick, which faction and which, um, which crews are you kind of more into in that faction?
2: Yeah. So I decided to go guild, uh, ever since titles came out, uh, I think guild really has a lot of, a lot of play now, um, in the competitive scene. And so I've been really focusing on Perdita too. Um, she's been my kind of go-to girl. Um, and, uh, the one time I ventured away from her, I, I paid the price in the, in the <laughs> five rounds, uh, lost by one in one of the, one of the rounds, but uh, I think she's just so versatile and and unique, and can shift gears and recover, um, and poses so many threats. I I, I love her. She's uh, uh, becoming my favorite master across the board and all the How factions. How do you not I get play. tempted to play the butcher though? Dashel looks so much fun to play. The butcher is brutal. It he, is. Uh, yeah, you can get and, so
0: many like wombo combos. Like, ki- oops, I killed half your stuff.
2: Right, hundred percent, and then. Worst case scenario, you've got two executioners with LLC on and uh, uh, hazardous auras that are just wrecking shit in your face. And they can use stones. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're just recovering those stones. Um, He is a brutal, brutal uh, uh, master. But uh, but for some some reason, Perdita is just scratching that itch right now for me uh, with Malifaux.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some things with that new new title that really helped her out as far as just being able to get some card draw, get a little more punch in there. And and I think the crew's definitely benefiting from it. So we're not going to go round by round, Nick, but let's go ahead and just talk about out of just the two days that you played. What were some of, let's start with first, what was a game that you played where it could be, you know, family, but you dropped a keyword and it just it worked well for you. It fit the pool and you just kind of went to town and, and did, did work.
2: Yeah. I actually uh, brought uh, round two really uh, uh, hits this, hits this uh, topic because uh, I went against Rezzers. So lady J is obviously one of the, the top choices going into Rezzers with all the synergy <laughs> against Definitely. And Um And it was Molly uh, declared uh, at, at declaration. So lady J two versus Molly, it was brutal. Uh, I was able to really halt a lot of the big beaters that were coming into my face by just burying them, pinging them and getting them off the board while I scored strategies and schemes. Uh, (laughs) It was, it was brutal. And unfortunately that, that player had to deal with lady J two for his round three as well from another guild player. And it, it was just, I, He wound up getting best sportsmanship for not uh, shooting up the place because it was that brutal. (laughs) They were like,
0: stop it, stop it. He's already dead.
2: (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, yeah, that one seemed to work out uh, really well in my favor um, with uh, Master Declaration. And, you know, I mean, going into Rezzers, you kind of lean towards that direction anyway. So if you're
0: playing Rezzers, what do you guys think is probably the best option as far as like, okay, I might see Lady J2 here. She's gonna super smash Resers. What is kind of their option to play out of that?
2: Transmortis is so good against just about everything. Yeah, so don't try to get
0: cute with it. Just be like,
2: there, it's guild.
0: I just need to bring the best I got.
2: Bring the best, of the best, yeah. Um Molly, although unique, cute, and has a lot of play, you have to be an expert at Molly to really overcome a lot of the shenanigans that guild brings to the table. Uh the Transmortis. Kind of synergies really keep you alive, keep you afloat, and and uh, uh, really play the the long game, um, drawing cards and and turning kills into summons. I mean, it's it could really snowball in your favor real quick. Yeah, well, I was going to say hard to
1: get good at too. Yeah,
2: really that hard. too.
0: I think that also with Transmortis, they just if either Lady J kind of flips bad on something that's important. Or if you just get lucky and just smash something, you can really, they, they have the models that can really turn the fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas Molly,
0: you know, there's not as much room for error there. Yeah. yeah, A lot of I'll definitely speak squished. to, I'll speak to in one of my games when we talk about it, because there was one game where I definitely brought what I would consider a, a less master slash title. And it, I really paid for it when things didn't go well. But if things did go well, I think it would have went stupendous. But I say, love you. Shut up, Chris. Stop shaking your damn head. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> um. All right. So, what about what was something that surprised you in the tournament, Nick? So, what's something where somebody either dropped something, or they did some kind of wombo combo, and you're just like, holy shit, I was not expecting that.
2: Uh, there was some titles and some uh, unreleased enforcers that were uh, put on the table with proxies that I had not played against, uh, one being uh, Shenlong's Four Winds Golem. Yeah. I did not know what to expect, and I had to really uh, uh, kind of shift gears with my approach with him, and I really got lucky by uh, two-shotting him uh, dead. But that really threw me for a loop and really delayed my uh, my my uh, scoring trajectory. Uh, I wound up scoring my reveals in turn three instead of turn two, because there was, it, it threw me off guard. Uh, not only that, uh, Scylla, my God. <laughs> I played into a Zoraida crew in round five and having four models on the board with stealth while playing a shooting crew. It's rough. You're just, I mean, great. I got to draw cards, but Zoraida just goes, hey, good job drawing your cards now. Ditch them and draw a new hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, though. I don't know, because I also played against Zoraida in one of my uh, games in the tournament, and I don't know about you guys, but when I play against Zoraida, and I play aggressive anyway, so I'm usually cheating in cards to get big hits that I want pretty early, but especially against Zoraida, I'm not trying to hang on to stuff. I'm just throwing it early trying to get my good cards out usually before her activation that way when she goes i'm drawing seven new cards or six new cards yeah Yeah, that's definitely how i
1: played it in in my zoraida match
0: but give me new cards let's go
1: yeah every every time it happened to me i'm like all right good i'm tossing out a bunch of
0: five or lesses which i think at that point if you're the zoraida player i i would almost just keep hold on to my hand and then just not do the bonus and just try to see if i can power it out the rest of the turn
2: yeah, but, definitely get a vibe for your from your opponent if they're if they're uh, expecting that to happen, and then just don't do it and yeah. see what happens, right?
0: Yeah, and then next turn they'd be like, "Well, crap! Like if I don't get
2: rid of my good cards, then
0: they don't do it. Then what am I going to do?" Yeah,
2: for sure, for do sure. A po- then, do a little poker
0: game there. Yeah, yeah,
2: and you know, uh, Doug our To, uh, uh, he does a great job populating the board uh, with plenty of terrain, and that t- that round five table was perfect for stealth and models that were not stealth were behind blocking terrain yeah. that i couldn't see anyway and so it was it was brutal um trying to get anything done um and he was able to have his little stitched uh factory going uh untouched for a while i uh, kept summoning his wicked or whatever that thing is and then murdering it next to widow weaver not widow weaver yeah, Widow Weaver, and then summoning a Stitch off of it. Yep. And so it was this constant cycle of Stitch just coming out with Slow. Yeah, and uh, putting, like, and... the
0: Voodoo upgrade on one of your models. And that thing was annoying. The Voodoo doll actually killed one of my... Uh, killed two of my models because he used the Hooded Rider to get it down to, like, one hit point. And then he activated the little thing, hit Zoraida, got the trigger to hit her again, and then took the damage which means i took the damage so
2: good times oh absolutely yeah and there's nothing worse than seeing like a it's a will of the wisp i think can just throw stunned and distracted on it which hits your beater that's in 12 in line of sight and so all of a sudden you guys stuck with these crazy conditions and and just neutered
0: yeah so i mean looking at it obviously i talked to you so i know you got towards the top table there but how'd you end up finishing in the tournament as far as record and out of the 20 or so players, kind of where did you finish off in the tournament?
2: Yeah, so I actually placed fourth um, uh, real close to squeaking out a podium. Uh, if if I would have had another round, I definitely would have uh, been one or two with uh, uh, our other local uh, Texan that placed second, uh, Rob. So I was really in position to, uh, to do well in the tournament. And I, I'm still proud of what I did. Uh, and got a lot of experience facing some stuff i hadn't seen before and met yeah. a lot of great people so um but yeah overall i placed fourth in that event
0: so what, faction wise do you remember what was the say, the top 4 factions that finished off in that tournament
2: yeah so uh, number 1 was uh, neverborn number 2 arcanist number 3 and number 5 were thunders yeah. um and then i was fourth with guild so th- those were the top 5 there um we saw like- a
0: lot of never born at our tournament there was a lot as yeah. much
1: as mu- I just want to say this as much complaining as there is for explorers and the amount of neutering that they're talking about eradicating no explorers ever finished top 3 like i mean it's it's like unheard of
0: well i think yeah. even in the tournament there were like we probably only had what maybe three explorer players in that tournament chris yeah there
1: were three and I think I, I finished top of the three. Or... <laughs> no, yeah, no, I no. It was David. David finished. David finished uh third and he was an Explorers player.
0: Yeah, and he yeah, yeah, you're right. And he was he was fun to talk to. I enjoyed talking to him. Uh
2: yeah.
0: Saturday night I was talking to him about some Rezzer nonsense that he likes doing as well. Apparently new Karai is a son of a bitch to play against. Oh my but god. But you
1: hear, man. but you hear about all the and you never see explorers, you know, finishing top table. It's like so no. and I think
0: well, so here's the interesting thing that I was talking to, and we'll see, Nick, if if you've heard people saying similar things. So a lot of people agree that explorers needed to be toned down a bit. However, a lot of people are now saying that with the titles coming out. Some of these titles are so good that there really isn't as big of a need to neuter them because the titles kind of meet where
2: explorers were.
1: And and yet explorers are getting neutered anyways. Some of them.
2: Yeah. I I tend to agree. Um, I think with the titles that balanced a lot of things out, uh, especially with masters that were uh, heavy in uh, terrain creation and marker creation and uh, condition, um, uh, spewing models that were issues with traditional uh, uh, masters and, and keywords. These new titles have so much flexibility and are looking to counter everything that we were bitching and complaining about. You know, four months ago. Yeah. Now we're now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about, and Explorers is still getting looked at as still being overpowered. And uh, I think I I join a lot of the the people that play a lot of, of Malifaux in that. Once you learn how explorers society works and and what their weaknesses are and what their strengths are and you can tech against that, it's they're not that bad. They're not. You you, you don't. Rule number one, AOE against Nexus one. Okay, great. (laughs) There you go. Don't get in their bubble. Okay, perfect. You learn that the hard way once and you move on instead of you learn it and then you bitch and complain about it until it gets nerfed
0: yeah that's kind of the thing that i noticed i mean don't get me wrong there's going to be some stuff and it's, it's like this with any faction there's some stuff that you can't play into into uh, explorers like as a bayou player there's some masters where i'm like i just literally cannot play this because if i get the wrong explorer master it's going to be very unplayable so then i'm like okay i'm either going to bring like ma or zip and that's usually going to be okay into whatever i play
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I did, ga- I did gamble in the team tournament. Um, I brought, uh, brought Brewmaster two into Explorers, and he ended up bringing Jedza, and I was just like, cool. He brought Jedza two, and it, it worked out pretty good. I had my monks die, but I ended up uh, killing a lot of other stuff with poison, which was, you know, great success.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good old Brewy two.
0: Well, it turns out when you bring uh, Zip as a double master into most Bayou stuff, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, especially Jedza. Zip just ter- terrorizes Jedza's crew.
2: Zip it terrorizes it's a most crews.
0: Bad matchup.
1: I've yeah, I had right. more Zip issues does.
2: with Zip and uh, uh, Ma than anything. Oh, actually, Ophelia. All Bayou. I I have major. <laughs> I Zip. take it I'll back. All <laughs> of yeah. them. Yeah, I'd rather play. <laughs> five rounds of ne- against Nexus than by you most times um, you say but,
1: uh, you, you say that but Pete rage quits against Nexus all the time <laughs> yeah so it's
0: just kind of funny just it's almost like when I have a plan and it's not even when my opponent denies me unless it's Nexus but if the deck's just not going hot and what I'm trying is just not working and that's when I just get to the point of like F this game we're not playing it anymore
1: so. <laughs> yeah pete has got a real problem hence the podcast name
0: i have a bad <laughs> listen i have a bad temper i've managed it very well in my lifetime i'll have you know uh so anything else about lvo nick that that happened that you want to share or anything you saw that was interesting
1: how was prize support
2: do you guys know what really happened with prize support i mean you don't i don't know, know. I, I thought I you, were, I think I know, you were jabbing us on i okay, know that now
1: yeah Mal- no. you, yeah, I you do know they they I did you. i didn't even think about it when i asked i mean but that but he still, knew too soon it sure. hurts
0: i mean a jerk
1: they should have sent prize support well before and not just you know we're so going to be there We'll get apparently got
0: lost in the
2: mail yeah actually what they did is they're they, they uh it, weird was awesome to have a list of things that they were going to do for price support and supporting the the event and and being there to, to sell and, and demo games and their palette that was shipped a week or a, i'm sorry a month prior uh got shipped back because for some reason having the word gaming convention on the side of the palette they think it's uh, gambling related, so it needs a signature, but nobody was there to sign for it like the weeks prior of it arriving. And so it got <laughs> sent back to to it, uh, Atlanta or wherever they're at. And so it was in the middle of America by the time that everybody was there waiting for it, and they just had to, to cancel being there. But they are going to uh, – I know Doug is uh, in contact with uh, Kelly um, – over at uh, Weird about price support, they took down all of our addresses and stuff, and so they're going to be mailing out little uh, uh, price packs for everybody. Uh, and so we kind of had to shift gears. Matt's by March has a few things. uh, I forgot the painting company. Uh, they had some cool stuff uh, that 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 went straight to Doug that he brought. Um, so it was overall, it was still a, a great time, and and a lot of people were understanding, even though it seems to be a growing trend of. Of uh, uh weird having logistics issues <laughs> that's yeah. out of their control. It's just like I I, I even offered to drive their freaking pallet next year. I but mean, just, so it's throw Malifo me the players, yanlo crew yeah. list. That's all I want's the yanlo title box. Send it to me. I will drive your shit next year.
1: I mean it's so. Malifo players. We're all pretty understanding, we're all pretty, you know, pretty respectful. None of us Absolutely. are gonna, you know, try and cheat you. I mean, we're all pretty Reasonable, responsible players. I mean, honestly Absolutely. though,
0: when you go to a con like that, I mean, I'm I'm happy enough just playing the damn games. Uh prize like the prize support for the things we played in Chris, I really didn't even care about the coolest things were yeah, the, I, the content creator stuff that we got on Friday. So yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that here in a minute. But. Yeah, I
1: 100% agree with that. The entire table, I just, I mean, I even said it to you. I walked up to it and I was like, I really don't need any of this stuff. If I get I think, it, then I'll include it in our. I price think it's and
0: more, and and this is why with the raffle and stuff that we did, I and I gave this feedback to Jesse. I'm like, that stuff you should prioritize the newer and bottom finishing players. It's like a lot of the top players already have this shit, and they don't. They're not playing to win free crews. I mean, it's not it's not like 40 K where if I win like the new faction of the game, that's like winning a thousand dollars worth of shit.
1: I mean, a Malifaux
0: crew, you can buy a crew for like less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's not a big deal when there's stuff on there. It's like, okay, I mean, I already have that, 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 I don't need that. And um, so that's why I would prefer it prioritizing newer players and people that finish at the bottom to just kind of as a pick me up and be like, yeah, you know, just keep playing and, you know, Keep working on your crews.
1: I mean, everything that I've won at like the past, what however many tournaments I've gone to, it's all gone to prize support.
0: Yeah. Hopefully uh, people start picking up on that. I mean, like it's just one of those things, unless you do something unique, I mean, Malifaux stuff, it's like the the top end players for their faction, they're going to get the stuff when it comes out right away anyway. So unless you got brand new stuff, people aren't going to really care.
1: (laughs) they did have a couple of brand new boxes but
0: they did and yeah the people that place took those damn boxes yeah
1: which was funny yeah
0: um so yeah we'll go ahead and get into captain con so captain Con was a lot of fun we just got back from it on monday and so we had the team the content creators invitational on friday and then we had the two-day tournament saturday and sunday so the content creators was kind of this cool team tournament basically you had two tables and they were two different strats but they had the same scheme pool and one team put one of their crews down and picked the table and the other team then got to match the the pairings that they wanted essentially so um yeah, it was it was really cool. The all the content creators got these like custom wicked dolls that Weird either made or got made somewhere. And then we got these sweet, you know, Lady J sculpts sculpts that they had with the uh Lady J kind of standing over the zombie dude and burning his face off. Yeah, that's the wicked dolls. So there's really cool stuff. And that's the kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, that's the stuff I like. So Yeah,
1: I mean, this is cool, man.
0: Somehow Chris smuggled his pin through uh, hey, dude, I got a pin through the
1: airport <laughs> with like a like a razor sharp needle. They didn't oh stop God. this, but they had to look they looked at my carts. The cards right. and your like, soda had a reflect and my soda had like a reflective, you know, whatever on the front of the card. So they yeah, looked they at always- it- like, yeah. they were opening my bag. I thought they were going straight for that. They didn't. He get thought he was going to gonna get it. his anus
0: checked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they the, took girls, your KY the girl, away. hey, the girl who wife. checked
1: my bag was, was, she was hot, man. So I was, they were was like, sir. They were
0: going to have to check your asshole.
1: <laughs> like, I haven't seen any action in like a year. Her- no. I didn't bring my
0: <laughs> pin just because of that. I'm like, I don't want to get searched by TSA. I'm like, I'm not bringing that shit. <laughs> i was just i'm happy with the doll
1: i got the luck with that one because she was hot man i was all ready for it
0: dude you know it's Do usually this, this big bur- yeah. it's usually this big burly dude that's gonna you know give you the old right you know yeah
2: <laughs> no I'll, I'll take the bus fuck this
0: <laughs> so yeah the really cool uh idea from weird there um the trophies were cool they were printed uh they had these cool belt buckles for the um for the people that won the content creator stuff, so a lot of really good stuff. We actually even had our own uh, our own room just because we had that many Malifaux players. I think we ended up having with the two day tournament somewhere around was it thirty six people, Chris? I think somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, the two day tournament was thirty six
2: players. Yep.
0: Wow. Yeah, and the content creator. I think there was twelve teams. I think that's that's about right.
1: Twelve or thirteen
2: that's a huge turnout that's fantastic
1: yeah Yeah, it was massive yeah it was it was amazing it's the biggest tournament I've ever played in. it was it was fantastic I loved every minute of it almost almost almost
0: every minute of it so the content creator was cool um yeah I don't know about you Chris like I said it was more of a warm-up um that was actually so it's really interesting well this is the first tournament where I actually had to play another Bayou player and I was like, "Man, Chris, now I know why you hate Bayou so much. Zip is super annoying."
1: Yeah, it was. What was it? It was. Was it round one?
0: Yeah, it was round one. I had yeah, Zip. I zip had Zip versus zip. his Zip into symbols.
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Are you sure you can handle this?" And he was like, well, do you want to play, Zip?" I was like, "Fuck oh, no! <laughs> I don't want to play Zip. I play Zip all against Zip all the time. I hate Zip." Yep.
0: Yeah, I had zero Bayou versus Bayou games, so I was really not knowing. Looking what to... back
1: on it, I probably should have played against Zip with probably. English Ivan or something like that.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, the I mean, biggest but still, difference... it was
1: you know shaking off the rust, man.
0: Well, it's funny because games like that where you do a mirror, there's usually a model that kind of just makes the difference, especially when it's an exact mirror. And he ended up bringing Francois. Just and taxied him around and killed some of my squishier stuff. So it was just, it was interesting to see kind of the counter between the faction, which helped me out in my fifth round. Um, not so much in the fourth round. I will talk about that one for sure. But um, yeah, the team tournament was fun. I got to play Zip. I got to play Brewmaster 2. And let's see here. What was the last master I played in the team tournament? I think I played, hmm, I think I played Maw. Yeah, I played Mechamima. That was right into some uh, Arcanist nonsense.
1: I don't even remember what I played. What did I play?
0: I don't know. You played something. <laughs> he doesn't even remember.
1: I don't remember what I played. Friday
0: seems like such a long time ago.
1: I think I haven't saved my game on my phone. No, you don't we...
0: need to look up for the team tournament. I mean, that one was just more just kind of fun and just kind of getting used to it. Like you said, meeting some of the players. Uh, we ended up finishing okay. I think, Chris, you ended up like we losing too We finished to... okay. We were like... Well, Chris, did you lose two and drew once or did you lose once and draw twice? I think you lost and drew twice. I think I lost
1: and drew twice. Yeah.
0: And then I won one, lost one and tied one. So, um, it it was just, it was fun. It was fun to see. Like I think we played against the couple of the capital city crew guys. We got to play against Gloomhammer, Um, and then, uh, yeah, I forget we played three round three. It was Adam and, uh, Who'd you play? Did you play? Was it Maeve? No,
1: no, who's that? It was um, John. John. You played John. Yeah, Yeah, you played John. Did you get to play against John at LVO?
2: John Goulborn? Oh, no. I played him in 2020. Awesome dude, by the way. I love John. Yeah, he's Um, he's chill. He's such a nice guy yeah he uh stupid uh,
1: Shenlong long man
0: all he does yeah. is
2: just two years ago yeah.
0: carry everything over there's been wood. tournaments that he's ran Shenlong, long and he literally did like zero damage the entire no, no, tournament no no
1: he did one he one damage <laughs> the entire tournament by accident it was like he didn't even mean to do it or something like that <laughs>
0: yeah so that, that was definitely a fun tournament um But looking more at the the important tournament, which I think the who I'm trying to think who won. Oh, it was um the two guys we just talked about. Is Landon and uh, and David? Yeah, and David. They were the ones that won the team tournament.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, playing Explorers and Ten Thunders. Apparently, uh, Landon was just hugging the crap out of people.
1: Yeah, Jacob too, man. Entire entire time, and it's. He's good. He's a solid master. Jacob
2: Lynch too. Yeah.
1: yeah. I yeah. um I'm I really looking forward to talking about my round four into him. Um he had bad luck.
0: Yeah, it's one so it's kind of interesting because I always talk about the idea of being wide or playing narrow. And when you solo a good master that is very flexible, there's a lot of strengths to that, but also I mean, I don't care how good your master is. There's going to be some situations where they're just not good into that situation, um, which we'll definitely we'll talk to when we get to your game there. But yeah, I, I will talk about day one. So Saturday, we'll, we'll kind of share an experience, and then we'll talk about the last day. But day one went pretty well. Chris and I both ended up, you know, without a loss. I got one one draw, and I was playing into uh, Corrupted Ley Lines. And for some reason, I wasn't expecting um, this. The guy I was playing, um, God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But anyways, sorry, I forgot your name. But it was uh, he played Hoffman, and I was not expecting that. Really, into a uh, it was a flank deployment corrupted ley lines. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but sure. And I ended up bringing Zip. And it was one of those things where once we kind of laid everything down, I'm like, I'm going to probably kill like very little in this game just because of the armor two and all the BS. Um, So really it just ended up as a race of us each trying to get their points. And I wasn't going to probably score my first point of deathbeds, which I was like, okay, I mean, if that happens, that happens. But it ends up getting to the last turn. He had claim jump on the damn uh, peacekeeper. And I had zip as my last activation. He also had his schemes down in the uh, in my deployment zone. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can totally win this game because I'm gonna score seven, and he's gonna score eight if I don't do anything. So I'm like, I know I'm gonna get it to a draw because I can automatically remove his, you know schemes with 12 cups. And I'm like, as I had a 13 in my hand. So I was like, and I got this 13 so I can easily throw. The peacekeeper off of claim jump. So I go in and charge the damn peacekeeper, go to hit and black joker that son of a bitch. And I was like, oh. son of a was like the only card in the game that ruins
1: that. Surprised um, he didn't have the lodestone on that peacekeeper. Uh no, he had it on um what did he have it on? i had oh, had He had a, a, yeah, I had he had, had it on it. the
0: mechanical rider.
1: Yeah, I'd have given that lodestone to the peacekeeper that way he couldn't place him.
0: Yeah, he he uh I think it would just it never lined up because he kind of had to move the peacekeeper to engage some of my pieces while he was kind of running around with the mechanical rider and the uh, another model. But so then I had to disengage and I flew into the deployment zone twelve cups that. So it ended up being a seven-seven draw instead of a seven-six win for me. I was just like, man, I I had it lined up. I'm that not closed. usually a defense. Well, closed. I'm not usually a defensive guy, right? Usually I'm just I'm going to get my points and then just kill your shit. I'm not usually like, oh, I'm going to deny the scheme. So I was proud of myself because, like, yeah, I'm going to deny these schemes and I'm going to win. I'm and a big
1: boy joker. now. Put on <laughs> his big boy pants. I will say
0: that that's one thing I did notice about the tournament, that the good players do that denial game. There were a couple times, though, where I was beating a, a good player and they still did the denial stuff. I'm like, I'm going to beat you anyways. It seems kind of petty to just to remove my points just because, you know, to remove points. I'm like you can just give me the points. You don't have to be petty about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to I talk about one of my games, day one as well, or day two, you know, day one of the two-day tournament. Day one of the two-day, yeah. So I played against Jeremy Peace. And Jeremy, 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 if you're listening, man, I'm sorry. I thought you knew. Um, I dropped Tannenbaum into him, and he kept a 13 in his hand. And Tannenbaum forgot about ink, the old ink fingers ink fingers. And I'm like, dude, I thought you knew. And he's like, I wouldn't have kept a 13 in my hand if I'd known. I was like, I didn't know you had a 13 in your hand. It could have been like a black Joker or something. Like I thought you knew, like you're a, a experienced player. Like Jeremy, I'm so sorry. I thought you knew. I would have told you if I had known that you didn't know. I thought. I think, and this is one thing,
0: Chris and I had dinner with the Schemes and Stones guys on Sunday, and we were actually talking about that. I really think there needs to be a better job between players of kind of a pregame just chat, and it can be like, hey, I'm a new player, so if I'm playing slow, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out the crew, and most players even experienced ones be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll help you along, Um, but in that case, I think it would have been good for Jeremy to be like, Man, I have like not many games against Explorers. Hey, Chris, he never can you give said me-
1: that. Yeah, well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Though having that conversation, yeah, like, I wish he would. I've never said seen that. Tannenbaum. Yeah. What does Tannenbaum do? And you're like, I oh, told oh, let
1: me I, fucking tell you. Yeah, I would, I'd have been like, dude, Tannenbaum. I, in fact, I even told him. I was like, watch out where you place your markers, because Tannenbaum he can push that shit around all day long. Yeah, and and you know, I I also had Jetsa, and I was like, Jet's gonna eat the shit out of your markers
0: and i get that as a bayou player too because like scamper and shit people get all like huffy about it and it's to a point where it's like you know if you have questions let's talk at the beginning of the game not just about terrain and all this other dumb stuff there, the focus on terrain is so stupid i get it's like a big vassal thing and people get all anal about it but i think the bigger thing is the intent of the game like okay yeah this is the terrain are you familiar with my crew okay i'm familiar with your crew all right let's kind of get it on um that, i think that's more important for a positive play experience more than anything else yeah
2: i i couldn't agree with you more, absolutely but, uh, yeah. the 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 first thing i do when i go across the table with somebody new i said hey do you know my crew have you played against perdita 2 or first thing J2? i ask all the time if yeah. not this is what to expect i will throw out every gotcha because i want them to be prepared not have any negative player experience and 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 that's one thing i do like about this community as a whole is we're pretty welcoming to new players, even though the new players are probably going to lose a lot. That just comes with time and repetition and helpful opponents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You should always expect that. And in fact, like normally halfway through the game, if I'm like stomping the new player, I'd be like, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to do this. It's a tournament. I'm trying to get my points. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the game, I, I walk them through everything that they did wrong they're not wrong but you know everything that they did that they should have you know done maybe differently but that is one thing I did ask Jeremy I was like have you played against my crew before he was like which jets are you playing I was like one and he's like that's the OP healer one right and I was like yeah and he's like yeah I played against that before so like Jeremy I'm sorry dude I thought you knew man
0: okay also a I felt PSA. so
1: bad when he's like I wouldn't have kept the <laughs> third a 13. little say like, for people
0: if your stuff dies or if it heals and you're playing against Jedsa, you're going to take damage instead of healing. Yeah. Stop putting your stuff near Jedsa.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Man, I think the funniest one was when somebody was playing um, bad Juju and they're like, cool, I'm going to heal four. And you're uh, like, no, uh, you're going to take no, four damage. You're take
1: four damage. You're dying. <laughs>
0: I think in the team tournament, didn't you get
1: ashes and dust with
0: that or something? You got ashes
1: and dust with it as well, which was my vendetta target or something like that so it worked well for me
2: <laughs> does does that uh jedza aura of heal turns to damage work on demise yeah demise eternal yeah, yeah just yeah once it's heal, turn, right? if you if he, you, if you heal within you our aura damage. yeah
1: because it says specifically place this model and heal it six okay well instead of healing six you're taking 6 damage.
2: You just stay at 0 and you're dead. Yep. Oh, it's so I didn't think about that. I need to keep that in mind. Yeah, as so long as you did, stay dude. in that bubble, yeah, you're you're effed. Yeah, insert the more you know song from Indie. I love Jets. Jets is
1: one of my favorite crews. If she were good and to symbols, I'd always drop Jetsa
0: yeah she's, she's just
1: she's not good at the symbols i mean she's okay <laughs> i mean you can get her across the board
0: it's almost like she should be balanced like that where she's not good at everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> almost <laughs> you got zip man zip's crew great at everything what the hell are you talking okay. about
0: you you can drop zip almost into every pool there's not many pools where it's like this is a bad zip pool for sure well
2: when you got it's an so- emissary that just wrecks every piece of terrain marker that other crews rely on yeah that could be brutal too just i actually that i actually yeah. didn't have
0: to bring the emissary the entire uh tournament i was pretty happy about that okay. um, i didn't play against hardly any explorers except for the team tournament which i didn't need it and then um yeah the crews i was playing against i just didn't it's like there's not gonna be a lot of markers there so i'm not gonna worry about it
1: emissary is definitely a tech piece i mean 100 percent no, yeah
0: really so cool. i do want to take kind of a side route before we talk about our last day chris because i think that'll take up a good oh, chunk really, of time i'm
1: really excited about talking about that last day man. yeah I'm really excited about <laughs> chris
0: it. chris is over here feeling like he's day one he's on top of the mountaintop day two it's like Wonk. <laughs> day
1: one three oh oh man i went i was good i was i was right on man right on woke up so
0: Like I said, we were talking with the Schemes and Stones guys over dinner, uh, which was awesome. We hung out with them for a while. But one thing that we thought would be interesting for one of the changes maybe for a tournament, I know there's downsides to both, but I really think when you look at the differential of scoring, especially if you play against, like, newer players that can kind of almost create an incentive to really just, like, club some seals just really kind of beat the fuck out of people because you're trying to get points and you're trying to deny them whereas i think if you you do incorporate that but you also use strength of schedule as the tiebreaker because like we were talking about so chris ended up finishing lower than me as far as the tournament goes little spoiler there i ended up getting six chris got eighth now i played some good
1: players point differential.
0: Yeah, two points, but you played better players and especially the last uh, last round yeah. and the last two rounds. I played
1: actually. the first and second players.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, I think strength of schedule should be at least one of the tiebreakers, because if you play the better players, your score differential is going to be lower and you're playing the better players. So if you keep it close, that's actually a really impressive thing because you're playing in these closer games. So I don't know what you think about that, Nick, coming from other games, if you like more of the point differential or if you're more of strength schedule or some kind of
2: mix of both. See, I personally like the idea of strength of schedule. Um, the hard part is where do you gauge that, uh, that strength, right? How how do you know player A is as strong as player B or, or, or not as good and, uh, with the usft now being into effect you have kind of a scoreboard you have something that you can kind of uh, gauge that off of which i like i don't know what all the math looks like on the back end to try to make that right but there's nothing worse than just having an all-out brawl round one and two and uh getting up to that top table and then losing and then being in like fourth or fifth or sixth place which is not really deserving uh, so something's got to yeah. give. I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, how it works, I don't know, but I, I like the idea of it for sure.
0: I, I will say there's there's a website. It's longshanks.org. Um, that was notoriously the website that people used for Guild Ball. And they still have the site running and they did add Malifaux as one of the gaming systems in there. And it does do it by strength of schedule. So there are applications you can use while running a tournament to basically do that, if you wanted to, um, I think it's one of those things for competitive play. Though it needs to be a community agreed thing. I don't think it's I don't think it's good to do one off tournaments and just say, okay, we're going to do strength the schedule. This should be something that is agreed by the community and then added to the uh, basically like a tournament packet or a uh, you know com- competitive play packet, something like that.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it would be pretty easy to come up with the, you know, with a formula to figure it out. I mean, even with you know, wins equivalent to one point. So, you know, if you've gone three and O, oh, then you've got three points.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's just it, it's better for It's
1: better for encouraging it, growth.
0: One, it first. does, but it it does. The only thing that sucks about strength the schedule that I think some people will agree on is that you don't have control of your strength of schedule. So if I club all these seals and I win the, you know, second place, it's like, well, I won all my games and I couldn't control who I played. But now maybe I, instead of finishing second, like I would in the differential, maybe I finished fourth because my opponents were weaker if it's strength of schedule. So I have seen that when I did guild ball, there were times that I beat, you know, the bricks off of people. It didn't matter because my strength schedule score was lower. So there is negatives to both. I'm not going to pretend like one's better than the other.
2: I wonder if there's a weighted uh, uh, variable that you could use for five-day tournaments as opposed to three-day tournaments, because I think the numbers would be skewed greater on three days if you get paired with some very new local players yeah. that are just trying to get three games in on the week or on that on that Saturday or whatever, um, as opposed to the full-on two-day uh, hyper, I'm going to say hyper-competitive, but the, the actual... Uh, higher tiered competitive uh, tournaments, those should be weighted better toward gives you a better uh, feel for where you really stand in the in the rankings.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's a good point. I do think that and I I do want to say the newer players that came out to the tournament at CaptainCon, I do want to commend everybody that played in it because there were a ton of good players in that CaptainCon tournament. Because if you think about how many content creators there are, I mean. Not saying every content creator is good at the game, but generally speaking, they have a good understanding of the game. So you're not going to just get a chump most likely in that con- in the Captain Con tournament. There was just a lot of decent, good players in that, and it was a fun event for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'd love to chime in real quick on that kind yeah, of uh, uh, on that topic because uh, even the new players that that attended the two day in at LVO, uh, several of them ran one or two masters only but with the titles they really were able to flex into all schedules and or in all scheme pools and strategies yeah. that they were actually competitive they gave up good game or they played good games uh maybe not placed as well but they still put up a great fight and they learned a lot and they were hungry to learn more and being that they can learn one keyword with a, a, a variable to it really helped out tremendously for them to, to focus on that so i i, I think that was a, a great thing that that weird gave us an opportunity. Oh, to absolutely.
1: Players. Yeah, absolutely. Malfo is so much easier to encourage growth now that you have one keyword and the ability to flex into, I mean, even like looking at Anya and explorers, man, like Anya's keyword flip is perfect because you've got mm-hmm. a static Gilly and then you've got a scheme runner. Like, I mean, Anya, just Anya herself. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, I agree with that a hundred percent.
0: And then you have like brewmaster. Who... Nobody's talking
1: to you, Pete. The first Nobody Brewmaster is no. basically uh,
0: un- not unplayable, but it's rough. And then Brewmaster 2 is just a beast. All right? Yeah. But Brewmaster it? 2
2: doesn't see uh, past round 3, though, in tournament play. Why not? Because they dirtle in their own deployment for the first two hours of the game. Oh, uh, not the way I play it. I know. I'm I'm going from my experience. <laughs> shut, up, shut up, Chris. Yeah, I
1: absolutely. I you're well, round like... 2. You're just now moving towards like... Three quarters up the board. Well, it's,
0: fun. it's funny because, uh, not, I mean, not if you're playing it, right? Because people have said that. I'm like, I don't know how people are playing this, but you're right. Turn one, you are dirling because you're just kind of do-do-do-do, poison, 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 do But then at the end of turn one, you have so much poison, then you slide up to the middle line. And then turn two, you're, like, killing stuff. So I, I will admit, I am definitely more aggressive than a lot of people. So... Um, I, I expect that there probably are a lot of brew Two people who play more of a standoff ish like maybe make you come to me and I'm going to get you in my little bubble. Whereas I'm like, Nope, I'm going to go, you know, get something in your face and then bring the rest of my crew.
1: You know, I'm almost thinking that we might need to do this as a two segment podcast. Cause we're almost at an hour in and we haven't even started talking about what we really want to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's we'll we'll get there. I don't think I think once we get into it, we'll be all right. I mean, the last the last thing we're gonna talk about is just day day two, which will definitely be uh, interesting here. So I'll speak my piece, and then we'll get into Chris because that'll take longer. Um, <laughs> so the ma- the main thing was I did another mirror match. So I caught the same Bayou player Sam, uh, which, like I said, Sam's a great guy. Uh, I didn't want to do a zip on zip because it was symbols again and i'm like he's probably gonna drop zip i don't want to do this again so i started talking with people i'm like oh, you know what maw two would be pretty decent in the zip no resist triggers uh you got you can ride the rails um the problem is once i got in game some of my pieces got locked down so i started missing some symbols uh i drew like dog shit, even though i i brought big brain brin so with seven hands and drawn cards still didn't see anything over a 10. And I I killed some stuff, but Sam just did a really great job of delaying my scoring pieces. Um, And I made a mistake where I could have dropped a pit trap and then rode the rails to it, but I just effed up. And, um, yeah, so it got to about mid-turn four, and I'm just kind of doing what I do. And Chris knows this when I'm kind of staring at the board. I'm kind of pissed thinking to myself, and I'm looking at the points on the board, and – it was to the point where playing Maw 2, I was like, okay, so I'm not going to score this point. And it was a pretty close game because I was denying some of his stuff too. And I'm like, I need to see if I to because because I have the resist um, negating ability on two of my models with the Rockhopper and Maw. I was like, I can probably at least get one point for assassinate. I didn't like the other scheme. So I was like, I can get one. And if he's really careless, I can just kill Zip. Um, However, every time I went into zip, I just flipped like dog shit and I didn't have anything over a 10 in my hand. And that turn four, I went with the first mate attack. I flipped like a 10. He cheated in a 12. I was like, attacked him again. He cheated in like a 11 and I only had like a nine in my hand. And I'm just like, and I tell you what was the most annoying thing was fucking Bo Fishbacher. Stupid two inch reach motherfucker pushing my shit locking down symbols and I just wanted Bo to die and he couldn't even kill Bo because of my shit hand so <laughs> at that point I threw the cards on the table and I was like you know what, man put whatever you want on the fucking sheet I'm done playing this game and I walked away realized I was being a dick and I was like good game shook his hand went and got a beer luckily jesse was like okay we can't just give him like an 80 that's not fair to everybody in the tournament that pete's being an asshole." and <laughs> jesse's like figure out close to what it would have been and by the end of so it was like end of turn four we're like okay here's what the score would have been um because i could deny you there you could deny me and it would have been like six four so that's what we marked it as and i was just i was just pissy i was being a little bitch about it it's fine but <laughs> I I just wanted Maw to do work and she didn't. So I should have brought Maw one just for the... The consistency of the card draw in Ma one is just so goddamn ridiculous uh, that I should have just brought her. What's even but, worse
1: is the entire night before we had theory crafted and we had come to... We had come to a... a, a what's the word? An under A consensus understanding that you were going to bring Zip with Ma as a second master. But then when you woke up, you were like, hey, I got this really good idea. I'm just going to drop Maul. And I was like, do whatever I got, you want. I
0: had, I had that meme do of whatever like, you the want. guy like, mm-hmm, there's the plan. <laughs> but it was okay because in uh, in the fifth round, I played a Bayou player again. So I got another Bayou mirror. And this time it was Mall 1 versus Mall 1. And we had a good old Bayou bash. We both brought two jockeys. Um, Nick, I, I'm going to ask you because I already know, Chris already knows about this with me. What do you think about outflank as a scheme when it's a diagonal deployment? I know people hate it regularly, but diagonal, what do you think?
2: Like on either flank or corner? Yeah. For outflank? I I think it's very uninteractive. I I don't like it personally. I don't ever take outflank. Uh, So I will
0: say I don't unless I'm playing Maw. (laughs) Because all you have to do is just throw a six stone bushwhacker over there. And then I usually just float something from my crew to the other side, whether it's a rooster rider or something or another bushwhacker. Mm. And it's probably the easiest two points that I'll get. And if you go to try and deny it, I can just drop two soul stone miners and something else to just prevent it. And if you really try to deny it, then it's like, okay, I'll just go score my other grab.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it. I see people that have crews and certain keywords that can thrive in that. But for my play style, I just, I'm facing elite crews all the time in my meta that I can't really even, they'll send one guy over there and just mop up one whole corner and then I'm screwed the rest of the game. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why you gotta, you know, you gotta have the bayou with you. Because I, I think just ma in general, that's the only keyword I'll bring it in. And it's one of those things where sometimes I won't even bring it, but I'll, I'll kind of make you think I am and then reveal other, another scheme. So you can also yeah. just try and bait people to think you're bringing it. Right. Which right. I even before. think,
2: uh, next, next kids, the Nexus 2 title, I think they could do that very well with being yeah. able to spread in the sheer yeah, volume. Of they bait can just page. send one of the little bastards over and go do it. And they can make things that are insignificant, significant. So your summons, yeah. your crap just turns it's, next kids are oh look my not shambling summon, nest i mean important. not
0: summons
1: because i mean you don't it's not consistent you don't consistently get those summons but right. i do know what you mean
2: right yeah but from the shadows shambling nests can be interactive you can yes veer a portion of your crew over to one side and send your non-summon shit over to the other side to really offset but yeah
0: yeah so I, I definitely felt really good after the tournament i was sitting there at three one and one um had really good opponents uh had a lot of great close games none of them were really blowouts the only one that was really rough was uh Jack Daw into Brewmaster 2. that was the only one where I really felt like the guy didn't have a great chance just because Daw is just gonna die from my monks just bouncing back and forth but everything else was a great close game great opponents um really had fun even though if I was bitching up a storm in round four but uh Chris, you end up having a really crazy competitive uh day too. So I know you wanted to share both your games real quick.
1: I do. I do very much want to share both of my games real quick. So for round four, I was up against Landon, who is arguably one of the best players.
0: Yeah, know? he's probably one of the better players at the tournament for sure. At Obviously, the tournament, he he's probably
1: it. the best player at the tournament. And then, you know, just just vassal wide. He's a phenomenal
2: player. He's a great player. Yeah.
1: Phenomenal player. So I played against him, and um, a ruling went my way that I, Pete and I still. Agree the, the luck thief with. debate. The luck thief debate versus English Ivan. It's still. It's <laughs> Nick's not, just like. It's not been officially ruled. Like, I can't find any. I, I know the Gwyneth Maddox and the ruling where it's immediate and stuff like that, but it's never leaving my card. And they. Weird still hasn't come out and said anything that I can find. so Ivan before it leaves my card, I'm changing it to a crow.
0: yeah, so the the funny thing is when you look at the timing structure, luck thiefs ruled like oh, before you go in with concealment or anything else, you know, tallying that up, you got to put luck thief basically first. yeah, however, but, but thief, with Ivan's <laughs> cost the crow is a cost, right? You can go. Okay, I'm going to, you know, remove this positive as a cost, which is a step higher to go ahead and then just get a straight or whatever, which is what you did,
1: which is what I would. And we called a judge over. And for lack of an actual ruling from, you know, weird, the judge was like, I'm going to have to go with the English Ivan player because it in the timing sequence, it looks right. And to be
0: fair, Landon did get a little tilted here, but it's not his fault, really. Yeah. Because in the team tournament, there was another judge. It wasn't the same one. And who he ruled, ruled it in way. his favor. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of threw him off that in one event, it worked it one threw way him the him other off one.
1: Absolutely. Well, anyway, so, I mean, that, like, decimated Lynch, just me having that, you know, that ability to get the crow every time. Um, and I'm, you know, straight flipping instead of, you know, minus flipping. There were a couple of other interactions that didn't go well for me, but I mean, I had that game in the bag, and he was so off tilt. Like, dude, he dude even apologized to me. Like after, he's like, dude, I'm really sorry. I'm being an ass. I'm not trying. Like, I you know, and I was like, I understand. And I now, uh, you know, looking back on it, you always need to go all in in tournaments. Like, Nick, I don't know if you have, ever have any experience. I've I've had it happen to me all the time. Ask Pete, circle player. Dude tells me, oh, I've never played this before. <laughs> yeah. And he kicked my ass. And I'm just like. So in, in a tournament, I, I always have to remember, go all in. Like, I had that game. I had that game with two points up. And dude, last second, had board control and maneuvered in, in Gave me a draw, and I was just like, and now, now I, and so, like, I don't know if he was acting tilted or like or what, but whatever, he whatever game he did, the shit out of you. Whatever he did, he definitely, you know, cheated me out of the win, but. <laughs> It sucks, but he
0: tried to do what he so. He's a better player than me because he did what I was trying to do that I black joker did. So Land, Land, Landon's obviously just a better player. Than yeah. Me.
1: So I mean, good job, Landon. I mean, he came in first place. Good play. I, I was Phenomenal pissed off, player. though. But yeah, was he was so I, tilted.
0: I didn't get to talk to Landon, so Landon was on the Ten Thunders episode that we did for the faction guide, and I just for some reason I just didn't get a chance to talk to him. He was always talking to people, and I was always talking to people, but. Definitely congrats to him, though. So, that I mean, it was it, that was a fantastic yeah, super, game, though.
1: Super tilted. And I'm glad I drew him, but I had the win. Two up, I had the win. Like, I'm In talking 7-5. I had the win, and oh, he yeah. came hey. up. Hey,
0: I, I saw it. You don't have to tell me.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, that pissed me off. And then the last game, dude slow played me. He's playing Zoraida and Zoraida 1, Pandora 2. Dude has half as many models as me in Nexus, and I use 30% of the time, if that. He used 70% of the time. Slow played the hell out of me, and then like I was telling you, Nick, before we started recording, we hadn't gotten out of round two with 15 minutes left in the game. And he tried being like, guess we can't do it do anything and i was like ah man you're
0: <laughs> one good. turn of scoring well done What i right. was
1: like no and at the end of the game i told him and i i firmly believed that more Chris is a
0: nice guy so I, I was pretty i was i was like man i'm so proud of you right now i can't believe you said that
1: i i i confronted him i was like as soon as the game clock ended and scoring was over I told him i was like dude you slow played the hell out of me man what are you doing you have half as many models as me you took up the majority of the time and he's just like looking at me like
0: like you had a dick on your forehead
1: yeah like i'm an idiot like oh my god
0: so i think that there's two interesting things here that i think everybody needs to be aware of one you can play complicated crews but you need to realize that if you're taking a long time, the game's designed for five turns. If you're barely getting out of turn two, I mean, what kind of fucking game is that, right? It's like, it's not a game of Malifaux. You basically set up and played the first, you know, handful of activations. And so if you don't know the crew well, it's like, I don't care if they are OP. Don't fucking play them. It's like nobody wants to play two rounds of Malathoe. Two
1: rounds with 15 minutes left. I'm just like, you're joking.
0: I, I think the point is we don't, like when people say slow played the shit out of me, it's not that it's intentional because I don't think many people do that. I think when you get slow played, it's because you don't know your crew or especially when you play Zoraida, people need to get off these Obey Masters where they get stuck in their head for like 30 minutes trying to figure out the perfect activation. It's like just, you know, either shit or get off the pot. Let's go. Right.
2: Also, including day two. Yeah. Day two, round five, mental exhaustion's a thing. I get AP analysis process and, happening. But
0: And I'm not saying the player did like this intentionally, but if you think about it from the player you're going against, this is round five. You're both playing for something. It was it was, there was two top is, tables. Yeah, there. this is, that was one of them.
1: This is so it's really like, coming in second instead of I, I coming tell
0: eighth. I tell my son this all the time. It's like, it doesn't matter what you intended. Look what it looks like for your opponent. You're at a top table. You have a small lead. You're playing a pretty, pretty solid crew. And your opponent's not able to get in more than two and a half turns. If I, I mean, I don't care if you weren't doing it intentionally. It has to creep in your opponent's mind that, man, I mean, did you just like get a lead and then you're just trying to drag it out and make time go by. So that way you just get the win. Um, so it doesn't matter if you intended it that way. It, it, I don't ever like leaving anything in question. I like seeing the game played and I've actually talked to a lot of people. Nick, I know you had a frustrating experience that we're not going to talk about just because we don't like to sit here and just bitch about people slow playing and shit. But I do think that in a competitive tournament for Malifaux, There is a place for a clock. And I I don't care if people think that it's unfair because they don't think people should be punished for slow play. I'm the opposite. I think you should absolutely be punished for slow play in a competitive setting. 100%. So if we're playing a newer player and we kind of run out of time, I'd probably keep playing it and not punish the new player because, you know, it's a new player. They're just trying to figure shit out. But in a top table at a tournament, it's like, the person that uses their time better should absolutely be rewarded. I, Chris, you had the way bigger crew. Arguably, that's what I'm saying. You're playing Nexus and you're playing it quick. And I can guarantee that we, you and me have set you up for that matchup where You know, you're not going to clock yourself
1: because you know what you're doing with Nexus. I played Nexus two other times and I finished those other games. Like, I don't have any problems with finishing my Nexus games. Nexus is a breeze to me. Are you fucking kidding me? Zerker Husks are sixes hit against defense. I mean, I know all my stats. Like, yeah. And I, I had the
0: same exact experience playing against Lucius. And it's always these complex masters where people are obeying, which is. I hate obey like i i don't hate obey because i think it's op i think it's a trap i think people get you know stuck in their head and it really people get so in love with these obey masters that the games don't end up finishing because they're trying to figure out this cute little way to win the game
1: with you know whatever 20 obeys they have yeah dude dude spent 20 minutes with one Zerida activation you
0: know don't get me wrong i've been there before where i'm and chris you and me do this all the time when we're playing at home this is where ca- we'll, yeah that's
1: casual man yeah
0: and that's what i'm saying but we'll be sitting there like thinking for like 20 minutes and eventually we look at each other like what the fuck are you doing would you just go yeah let's <laughs> like, <do this. laughs>
2: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah i think Zerida on a day five or, or round five day two is is asking too much for the player and the opponent uh not getting to time i had the same experience with a Zoraida in round five on top table um and it was i had uh, uh the guy had four uh past tokens and i murdered two uh, models that were unactivated and we had 45 minutes uh, left when we started round three and somehow it was this long slow analysis paralysis until we hit the 15 minute mark and it was okay i activate this we're done it's like, what the fuck? Like, no, like I totally got robbed while continuously repeating, hey, we, we got 20 minutes left till last round called. We got 10 minutes. We got five minutes. We got three minutes. You fucked me. Like, and I think that goes back to me gaining some balls on calling time on people. Um, I learned my lesson on this this LVO. I worked so hard to get well, where I needed and to here, go.
0: Here's the thing that I think though, when it comes to situations like this, because if you call a TO over, the TO is not really gonna do anything. The TO is gonna be like, okay, let's try to speed it up. The person can still slow play. And like I said, it doesn't have to be intentional. That's not the point. Right. But if there's a clock, there's a neutral thing now where basically it's like, if you slow play and you use all your time, I mean, in War Machine, it's a death clock, which is the extreme. And I'm not really a proponent for that option because I think just when you run out of time, you lose is not a great way to go about it. I do think that like in Guild Ball, when you got to zero, basically at the end of each activation, you were given up a VP. And I can get on board more with something like that where it's like, yeah, the game is gonna continue, but you're gonna give up a VP after you know three activations or at the end of the turn, you're gonna give up just one or two VPs or something like that. Just because if you are slower with your crew and you're taking up your time and not using it to the best of your ability, there should be a little bit of punishment in competitive play. I'm not going to do clocks casually. And at the lower tables, you don't even have to require it if you don't want to. But, I mean, when you get to those top tables where people are actually trying to be competitive, trying to win the game, I think clocks would be an absolute benefit to the system just because and, and people are like, well, you know, then you wouldn't see some of these complex crews. It's like, bullshit, learn your crew and you can play them just as quick as any. Yeah,
1: anything. you could play, play Zoraida in the time allotted. You just have to do it fast. Dude, yeah. I like, I don't know how much you spent going up to LVO, Nick, but Pete and I spent, you know, what, seven, 700 bucks each?
2: Yeah. That was my bar tab. you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: Vegas. I mean, this is, we, we spent a lot of money to go to this place and then to have some of that Tomfoolery, like it
2: just makes for a shitty trip home. Yeah, I do think. Look
0: at look at the way Malifaux is designed. Malifaux is not designed to be a two or three turn game.
1: No, it's a five. It's designed to be five
0: because things can change turn four and turn five on a dime. Like you can think you're winning and then all of a sudden
1: just just lost with one exactly exactly Mm -hmm. yeah it's seven five to five five absolutely. And I'm not even like. I'm not. It's it,
0: even the game that I rage quit. Right? I mean, I still had. A, I mean, up until that point, it was a fun game against Sam. And even afterwards, I was like, Yeah, it was, it's fine. It was. It was on me. I still had fun with the game, even though I didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> but that's the thing: is when you don't even hardly get out of turn two, you didn't even play the damn game. You just did your turn two reveal schemes, and if you didn't reveal your schemes, then it's like, oh, well, fuck you. I guess you're just not getting points this game.
1: Yep.
2: Right, 100%. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys have, I know you got much into Vassal in the online uh, community there, but uh, Ambrose Ingram, uh, he has a document that he's put together for clocks based off of the, I think it's the 40K ITC kind of rule Mm -hmm. set, but modified for Malifaux. And it's, everybody sets their, you know, hour and 15 each, whatever it is, time divided by half. And when you clock out and you're out of time, All you can do is react. You cannot make any new activations. You let your opponent finish out their time. And there's certain things the opponent can and cannot do uh, in reaction, but it allows you to finish your activations and get where you need to go so you get your allotted time. I want to try it. It sounds very interesting, um, and it keeps it on time, and it really punishes the people that really have a problem with making either a decision or... Problem, exactly. uh, It's not my problem. It it doesn't hurt any... Uh, any player that's knowledgeable that knows that they need to make decisions, timely decisions, and whether they're a mistake or not, uh, you having analysis paralysis just fucked your opponent instead of fucking you. That That's a problem with competitive play. Absolutely. Like you said, you spend 700 bucks. I spent a flight going to Vegas and spending the you know $14 for a cup of coffee in the lobby. Fuck that. All to lose on on round round five on top table really pissed me off.
0: Well, and I I think as, as the person, like if you're slow playing just because it's a complex, I don't know about you guys, there have been games where I played slower. That was mostly when I was a newer player. And you don't feel good about it. Like when I, when we only get to turn three, it's not like I'm like, aha, I snuck out a win. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm just not good with this crew yet. You know, I'm just trying to figure it out. And you know, you're, it's very apologetic. So I don't think anybody feels, and if you do feel good about it, then you're kind of being a douche, but like, <laughs> we only got to round two and I really fucked him in the ass
1: there. <laughs> yeah. I'm super, yeah. I'm super disappointed. Yeah.
0: But I, you know yeah. that's what I'm saying? So I think having something that, inc- and I actually, you should send that to me, Nick, that way I can take a look at yeah, it. And I wanna, try it out. Yeah. I want to, yeah. I
1: want to check it out. Because I,
0: I do think, and that seems less punishing. That's just like, I like the idea that you can still react. You can still cheat. Your abilities still work. Um, so i do like that idea that you can uh you can still react but then you're kind of done with your offensive moves you're just kind of waiting for your opponent to because then if you're I mean, like hey, if you're 20 defensive minutes, crew it might work great <laughs> if you're up but if you're 20 minutes down and you're just not doing anything that's a big deal like you're getting punished hard for that
2: yeah
1: yeah i could do i could use 20 minutes of just me activating
0: yeah like i said i'd be down for that so Definitely interesting talk. I'm interested to see if more people uh, just let us know. You can you can chat with us and just tell us what you think about, uh, because I think even if it's not slow played, I think there's a lot of I saw a lot of games that struggled to get out of turn three. Um, I don't know if you saw that in LVO, Nick, but I saw a lot of games, especially newer players. They're getting to turn three low scoring games. I mean, that that's I wouldn't say par for the course, but it was pretty common. Well, it's, mm-hmm.
2: it's
1: half. If you think about it, it is exactly half of as much as you're supposed to score. It's round yeah. two, round three, round four, round five. If you're only doing yeah. two and three, you're only getting two of the, yeah. yeah. The
0: max right. can get is like six points.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, It, but it shouldn't be, it, it. you can not expect it, but be more accepting to it in the early rounds when you're paired against, I'm going to say randos very loosely, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Without, without, uh, uh, how well you've done but when you start getting to the actual meat and potatoes on round two you should be finishing games or at least hitting round fucking four
0: yeah there was only one game i didn't finish um like i said i'm more i'm more of an aggressive player so i think that's not too shocking but and the only reason we didn't finish we got to round four we both only had about three models each um but they were like 15 minutes don't start another turn i was like okay you know whatever we could have finished the game I was making I was making Zoraida sad
2: in the pants. Which I did not feel bad about. <laughs> I, I, this was the... So I've had multiple local tournaments where I got screwed like round one or round two against Brew 2 where we don't see turn three. And it's just like <laughs> what the fuck? Like we got to do something so, but, here. And it's... See,
0: Nick, that, that's a good example of people need to play their crews because I have no problem finishing a game with Brew 2.
2: Right, right. And I think it's more player-related than blaming the master, yes. And my experience has been... But, I
0: mean, I, I don't think you're totally wrong there because if I'm just like, oh, this seems like a cool master, let me play it. Yeah. When you're sitting there like, oh, I got to add this. Oh, I went through the thing. Now I add this. When I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, I'm going through the ore. I'm not going to bring that down. Boop, 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 bring everybody up. Okay, now it's tipsy slide. Everybody's going to... And then, okay, you're taking a point of damage. Okay, you ended within six. Okay, I'm going to move. You take another damage. So it, you got to know the triggers. If you're sitting there reading the card each time, it's not going to work. you got to know where the triggers are and how it's happening. Otherwise, 100%. it's just going to take forever.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I've never been closer to quitting this uh, game than after LVO, and I have spent a tremendous amount of money and time getting good, and yeah, it's like... I really enjoy this game and, and meta and and what I do, and to let that be wrecked and ruined over a problem that this game has uh, on a on a level, and it's only going to get worse with with these titles right now because people don't understand the crews and stuff, and it's yeah. Like, there's a there's a learning curve to it, and I get it, but still, my god, top table, you should be able to get your shit together.
0: Yeah, I think when you look at the top eight, that's the group of players where you're like. Everybody should know when you drop a master, you know what you're doing there generally. I mean, obviously you're not gonna memorize all this shit, but you you know how your crew operates. You're not gonna sit there and take a 20 minute activation. It's like, you, you know what you're trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I agree with you there. And um, obviously when that happens to you, it's a super feel bad and I'm happy. I was talking to you about it. You're like, well, that's good because I wanna take some time. Kind of get my zen, get my chi back in order before I talk about this. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. I mean, I had to like, I had to leave. Like, I'm normally, you know, sitting up, you know, congratulating people. I was like, Pete, I'm, I'm pissed. I got to. I like, got to. Don't you come upstairs? I need some alone time. <laughs> no, no. I was like, dude, I'm going upstairs, and Pete was like, Don't you want to see what everyone's doing? And I'm like, Fuck no. I'm about yeah. to explode. Like. No. Yeah, I
2: walked away from the table and left all my shit set up the way it was at the. Oh yeah, I left all like I the the fifteen minute mark, and I went to go to the bar that was down the hall that closed early. Those bastards. Uh, So I was even more disappointed when I came back. But I, I still,
0: I'm still (laughs) salty. It's but see the funny thing, and I, I realize that there's some people where this kind of talks uncomfortable because people are like, oh, well, you're kind of you know attacking this and that i like i look at it as one it's a little bit of therapy therapy for chris and uh nick here you know getting some of the weight off the shoulders talking about some problems. but i think that this is a generic problem with malifaux that the game's designed for five rounds and if you're not getting at least to round four that's a problem and i think there are lots of games each round that only get to round three and that's a problem and as a community and i'm interested to kind of see that from you nick because We do need to come up with something for tournament play, some kind of organized play document that is like, okay, when we're doing a tournament, especially one of these bigger competitive ones, we're going to use this system to help keep, to help encourage people to finish their games, get later in the rounds. And the biggest thing I would encourage people to do is play your crews. If do what Chris and I do, when we know we're going to an event, you probably do the same thing, Nick. Practice the crews you're going to play. So, like leading up to this thing, I played the crap out of Brewmaster 2 and Chris hated it. Play the crap out of, you know, uh, what else? I Zip and Ma. I mean, Ma I have. So, I, I just, I know Ma pretty well. And then um, I didn't do so much. I, and I actually, probably the reason I didn't play Ophelia is because I don't have as many games into her and I would be reading a lot of the cards, especially Ophelia 2. And I'm just more comfortable with the other one. So I just, I didn't drop her because I don't know her as well. And I don't want to put me and my opponent in that situation where we're not likely to finish the game.
2: Right, right. Or also, once you get that practice and those reps in, you're able to find time savings uh, where, for instance, uh, uh, Perdita 2 can pulse out shielded to all family models within 12. Well, if you know you're going to have to put out seven freaking shielded on from dice that you do you go hey i'm going to put shielded on these guys this is the end of my activation your turn i'm going to go do it and so you do it while they activate and do their thing so you're saving time you're finding these ways of progressing the game further without being a burden on the game yeah Um, and something
0: i do with uh i do the same thing for brewmaster i have dice so there's like two or three dice for each model and on a card on the side i actually have the poison levels written out so that way, I know, okay, this person has 10, I can move this many inches. This person has 20, I can move that many inches. So it really cuts down on just the bullshittery that you have to, oh,
1: well, how many do I have? That's like five. I wasn't paying attention. Did you give me credit for that? Credit for what? Uh, for giving you the incentive. Oh, no,
0: it was my idea.
1: it was my idea. I even yeah, did it for him on my strategy you you, card. You did. And I, I was like, that's I a good idea. I had we'll it right it next cart. to him. And then he was like, oh, that's pretty good.
0: Oh, I love Brewmaster too. That's that's just what I want that crew to feel like. Um, so, uh, yeah, as, as a just community, let's try to, yeah, I got you. Let's try to figure out some kind of clock system that works a little bit better. Because the round timer, it's just, it's not proactively going to help or prevent this kind of uh, feel bad. Feel
1: yeah, I mean if it's top table, I'm just gonna call the judge over halfway through and be like, dude, this this guy's slow playing me. You gotta figure yeah. out something.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that's why I'm saying, but it's better to have that neutral mechanic. That way it's just like, Hey, you're out of time. I'm just gonna fuck you in the
2: ass now. Let's go. What about yeah. uh, making uh, you complete your game in top tables, uh on, on round five when it when the when it counts? So just let him just let him finish the let game. Let him play it out and I mean, it's going to be kind of rough on some of these cons where people are flying in and out and people have flights. That on was that the big Sunday. problem with ours. Yeah, that's
1: the big problem right there. Is yeah. That game would have last? I mean, that game could have lasted a while.
2: So At that pace, last,
1: you know.
0: last story I'll share just to kind of, it's just funny you bring that up. I was playing uh, that Neverborn player and he was like, it, it was funny i was just laughing with him about it he was like man I, I usually play it and my games take a lot longer it's going to take me you know a while to get used to these tournaments where it's a little more up you know upbeat and uh faster pace i was like oh yeah what, is, what does it take you like maybe three four hours to uh finish a game so oh, we're usually playing a game for like five or seven hours <laughs> i was like whoa i was like
1: right. dude, i'm getting two, nothing else three games today. In. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus i
0: mean I, but I mean, if we're drinking beer and hanging out, I guess. But <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh man, for so sure. great events. Uh, last thing before we uh, wrap this thing up: uh, if you haven't been paying attention for the U.S., I know they did. I think a post in a weird place on the dreaded Facebook, but the U.S. foe tour is kicked off. So LVO was the first event, and the uh, tournament that we just went at Captain Con that was the second event. So you don't know. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, basically, it's it's like a U.S. Masters tournament. Uh, as long as you run a tournament, and this could be anywhere in the United States, if you run a tournament that has eight or more players, you can submit it to the guys that are running it, and you could probably do that through Facebook. They're going to get a website up and running where you can submit it as well. But you basically just say, here's who ran, here's the scores, and they'll run a tally of it. And then the Masters tournament, there's going to be a Masters and then a casual tournament for people that didn't make the cut um, are going to be in um, Nova. And I think Nova is in September, I want to say. I think you're Where right. Where is here. Nova? Is that DC? DC. Yep. And Nova is always a great time. So um, whether you make the cut for the Masters or if you're going to probably scrub out like me and, you know, go to just the casual tournament. um, is always a great time so I'd encourage people to go play Malifaux there uh, whether you make it or not because yeah. there's gonna be two events so you'll have games to play whether you're in the super competitive or if you're just in the open yeah so. and
2: if you're limited to one tournament a year to travel to that's probably the one to do it that's because a good one. so many people are going to be there um, uh, you really get a feel for the whole community uh, as opposed to the, the the one-offs based off of territory
0: yeah and let's get some of this uh, competition going we got a lot of East Coast people that showed up to this tournament. We had some from the Midwest. I know the Iowa people uh, showed up. Well, um, get the Midwest going. Get some Western Malfo going. Uh, just really kind of get your get your regions playing some tournaments, getting the results in, and that way we can all meet up in uh, at Nova. And I think it's September, but we'll we'll see once they post all that information. Um, but yeah, Nick, thanks for coming on. Anything you want to share? Anything you want to say before we roll on up out of here?
2: No, I just appreciate what you guys are all doing. And, and uh, uh, for your listeners, support your content creators, guys. This is a uh, labor of love. Uh, throw a few bucks back at them to to, to show that you support them. And uh, it goes a long ways. I know it does. So thank you, Pete. Yeah, def- Chris, yeah definitely.
0: Definitely. And we appreciate you coming on, Nick. You have a lot of does, I, I, I like listening to your meta in generally just because I feel like I, I'm kind of like Little Orphan Annie where I, sh- I should belong in the Texas meta just because I love smashing pace and being aggressive. So that, that's the here. meta I think I belong to. Texas meta <laughs> needs to
1: run some tournaments on weekends I don't have Cassidy so that I can yeah, get yeah. out there. I, I told Nick, fun. it's like, hey,
0: man, let me know if you guys have got a decent-sized tournament. Chris and I can see if we can come out. Especially if you give us a place to stay.
2: 100 uh second saturday of every month we run a local tournament our our game store that we that supports us uh is uh, uh moving locations to uh they're quadrupling the size of their wargaming space and instead of us trying to piggyback off of warzone houston for a, G, a local houston gt we're gonna run our own houston gt i mean there's not much else to do in houston it's not like vegas where you can go gamble as well yeah, right. on vacation so we're, we're planning on a uh, on a gt that doesn't uh overlap gen con and freaking every other major event across the country like yeah. these other 40k tournaments seem to do so uh, we're planning on a gt here in houston and we're centrally located it's easy for everybody to come to us um uh, at least uh, with enough preparation so uh yeah yeah. you guys are in the
0: eastern part of the state so that's a little easier too
2: oh yeah yeah major hub international airport Uh, uh southwest has cheap flights all the time hotels are cheap out here um here everything's better and bigger so um that's what come on out saying. and have some fun. I know I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, but yes, uh, absolutely. I, I'd love to have you guys out and uh, we'll talk offline about uh, accommodations because I'm more than happy to to bring you out for as, as close to nothing to, to enjoy your company and, and grab some beers and play some games. So
0: There we go. Yeah. And I, I will say, when you go to these tournaments, realize that there will be some feel bads. You can just do a little crying with your sad tissues and get over it. It's fine. <clears throat> so people hearing us bitch about this, don't worry about it. It's all in good fun. Worry Chris will about get it. over it. His, his vagina is <laughs> sore, but it'll be okay. Worry about
1: thing. it.
2: <laughs> Luckily, Pete has the casting couch, so.
0: That's right. Hey, we got we got an OnlyFans. It's okay. i there can you go. My
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. But I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, definitely flip some more tables and flip a lot of cards and... Uh, I'm going to give Outcast a try, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Going to do some rewinding. Talk to y'all later.